Napa know-how. It takes a lot to get excited about a bag, but most bags can't save you 20% on auto parts. That's 20% off headlamps, 20% off oil filters, 20% off virtually anything you can fit inside the 99-cent Napa reusable bag. So tell your buddies, there's a bag they just have to check out. Quality parts, helpful people. That's Napa know-how. Napa know-how. At participating Napa Auto Parts stores while supplies last. Minimum three items. Exclusions apply. Offer ends 10-31-17. You are Locked On Mavericks. Your daily podcast on the Dallas Mavericks. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team. Every day. This is going to be huge. Welcome. You are Locked On the Dallas Mavericks. My name is Nick Angstead, media member at MavsMoneyBall.com. And I am joined as always... By my co-host, the editor of Smoking Cuban. What you got for me, Isaac? Nick, did you... I know you listened to my conversation with Earl yesterday. What did you... Was there anything he said that stuck out to you the most? The one thing... And this is... We're jumping right into this. This is a a podcast we're going to jump right in because we've got some other stuff going on. But the interesting thing to me was the, uh, the conversation about Seth Curry. All that, all this, the stuff about him. Because outside of Nerlens, he is the most interesting player on the, on this team for me, as far as fit and where and where he is going forward. Which we've talked about. You know, we had the whole podcast about him going forward and all that stuff. But the idea that Seth Curry is a type of player that needs to fit in the flow of a game was interesting to me because he's going to be coming off the bench this year. That's you know that's what where Earl thought, and that he, that's Dennis and him working to play very much together. And so the idea of Seth coming off the bench, the, the bench player needs to be a guy that can, you know, a Nick Young, a, a you know Jamal Crawford type guy that can come in whenever and they're going to throw it up. You know, they're just going to chuck shots and they have, you know, the irrational confidence guy is what you want Seth to be. But maybe he's not that kind of guy. Maybe he's not necessarily that guy. He needs to get in the flow. He needs to start the game. He needs to get into a rhythm and things like that. Yeah, and that's what, you know, Earl, was, Earl said that, you know, he thinks he can be that guy. It's just he hasn't proved it yet and going back to last year at the beginning of the season you know Rick was bringing Seth off the bench and he was you know he wasn't doing that well and it wasn't until and Earl mentioned Mexico City he puts you know Seth into the starting lineup and from that point on Seth started playing really really well and that's when Seth kind of took his game up to the next level so Earl brought up the point you know some players just have to be get in that flow at the beginning of the game and you know he said he said Seth wants to be a starter and we went through, you know, kind of what the lineup would look like, and he agreed that Seth's, you know, going to be coming off the bench in his opinion. So, you know, it's just kind of he joked about, you know, Rick gets the big paycheck, so that's, you know, yeah, that's for yeah, him, awesome. him to figure out. So, you know, that that's something to monitor. But, you know, I think a lot of us think, and, and myself including, you know, I'm not – I've been on the record in this pod saying I'm not the biggest fan of their fit together, Dennis and Seth yeah, together. But, but I think – I would be naive to say that I wouldn't I thought we would you know I think we would see him a lot more and you know by the Earl said you know he said I think he'll be in spurts you know just in spurts compared right. to you know cuz I I was picturing this thing of even though I'm not a fan of it but I was picturing this thing of like okay you know we get a little bit into the first quarter they sub Dirk out and put Seth in and just move everybody up you know yeah. Wes and yeah, Barnes like up that. with Nerlens and it's you know to where we might see Seth playing just as much or a little bit more minutes than Dirk on a given night. It's just Dirk might finish a game. But like, you know, Earl said he thinks it's just a spurt thing. And that could uh I don't know. How does that play into 
you know, Seth as a player, if he wants to, you know, be a starter, free agency hitting next summer, and I don't know. Yeah, and you would think, though, you think that Dennis Smith and, and Seth are going to play more together than Dennis and Yogi? Yeah, yeah, and because, you know, and I agree with him on this. He said, you know, Yogi's a more traditional, conventional point guard, and, set, you know, to where Dennis, Dennis can play off the ball some, and that it's not the ideal size you want. And he mentioned the same thing that me and you have mentioned on this pod numerous times. That's that if, means that's because it's right. If Seth and Dennis are in the same backcourt and both of them are six, two to six, three, who in the heck's going to guard the, the bigger two guards in the league? Like Clay Thompson. Yogi is not six, two to six, three. I stand next no, to I, Yogi and he is, you know, I'm no, like no, no. I said if, if Seth and Dennis are in the same backcourt and yeah. we've talked about Seth and Dennis and both of them standing at six, two, six, three, Who's going to guard the Clay Thompson and you know some of these and so that's that's what they got to figure out and you know we look forward to it. What did you think about his comments about about Nerlens? The Nerlens comments were interesting. The one thing that stuck out to me from that was he said that Nerlens didn't go out and seek other offers. Yeah, that I mean, was, he said Nerlens to me. He, you know, he, I think his some his one of his sentences was. He's like, you know, he could have he could have went out and signed an offer sheet with somebody else, but he didn't because he wants to be in Dallas. And so, so, does that mean that he got offer sheets offered to him? Because to me, that says yes. I don't know. Because if if Earl's That's, saying that the opportunity, we're obviously going to read into all this because we've heard nothing. But you know, like, <laughs> the if he had the opportunity to from a guy that's around the organization like Earl, that he said he's seen these pitches that they give to free agents. You know, he's seen that stuff. So he's on the inside. He, you know, talks to these guys and you would think, and he just can't report it because he works for the team. So to me, that says that he did get some offers and maybe we'll find out more about those, you know, later in the year. Yeah. Cause that I mean that, you know, we're just reading between the lines. We have no clue what, what else know, that, are we going to do? <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, you know, if that that is the case, you know, we've been thinking all along that all along the storyline is there's no teams out there really offering. You know, that no team wants you know Noel for a certain price or something like that. And if New Orleans is just setting back saying no, 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 I want to be in Dallas, it makes Dallas you know obviously look a little a little bad if that's the case. But we don't know. We're, we're people. This Nerland stuff is, is so annoying at this point because <laughs> yeah. nobody knows anything substantial. Everybody's just in a waiting stage. Yeah, we're all tired of it, but it's just there's really no new news to I thought money figures would come out by now. Yeah. I, I thought that And they that they've would been reported by a couple people, but Yeah, a couple like like I want somebody legit. Yeah. To, I'm not gonna name names, but the guy that reported the money, I don't know if I trust his stuff. <laughs> Uh, it's not know, Mike Fisher. There's a different guy. There's another yeah, guy. Yeah, I know it's another guy, and uh, a certain member of your uh, your team at Moneyball uh, makes fun of that guy a lot, and it's actually quite <laughs> funny. And um, but anyway, yeah. He's so very, we, I he's mean, very serious about it. <laughs> One would say that his face is serious about it. <laughs> yeah, he is very serious about it. And um, yeah, we don't know the uh, we don't know the Nerlens numbers. It was interesting. He said that. I did like the uh, the Dirk story he told about his first year in the league. Yeah. <laughs> How he was singing like, Rolling Stone songs. <laughs> yeah, and while Earl had a headache, and then in the national anthem, he looks over at Earl and, how's your migraine? <laughs> <laughs> That's just awesome to me. But, no, it was... Uh, the other yeah, interesting was a, thing that he said was uh, that he fell out of love with social media. <laughs> He's so full of crap, I'm going to call him out on that. I know. I <laughs> but was, he, <laughs> 
he is really professional with his social media and you know that's his he'll talk about john legend he'll share opinions here and there uh but no he i don't know i mean social media is a love hate there's some days i don't want to get on it there's some days i'm on it way more than i should completely but but no it was a do you have anything else about it not anything more about that. I think that the the love hate with social media is just interesting on an existential level because eventually guys like us that are on it constantly, like all the time, we're gonna get burnt out from it. You know, like eventually yeah. it's just gonna be too much. But there could also be the case that we've you know grown up with it, and so it's just part of our lives as much as you know a car radio is part of our parents' life. <laughs> I saw <laughs> I saw the funniest thing today on Twitter. It was somebody, I think it was Saad, you know, our, our friend Saad. Yeah, yeah. He, uh, he retweeted this guy, and this guy acted like he had the most <laughs> the most groundbreaking idea for Twitter. He said, man, Twitter should have this thing. To when, you lo- when you click on somebody's page, uh, their favorite song should start playing. And, the, and the, this guy quote tweeted, it was like, <laughs> the, the generation that should didn't they have grow a up top in MySpace. Eight? You should have a top eight <laughs> followers as well. And I was dying laughing, man. I was like, man, I spent so much time on MySpace logging, you know, getting that certain song playing or any of that stuff. And it was the it was the funniest thing Gosh. ever. But we're, <laughs> we're referring to MySpace. If some of you younger listeners are not as oh, MySpace. apt with that, you used to be able to pick on your MySpace what song was playing when people went to it. And that used to happen on a lot of websites, too. You remember websites used to do that a lot? Yeah. Like, I know we're both, you know, both big church guys. So a lot of church websites would have like a as song. As soon as you playing. log in, it, an auto song playing, like this is the eyes of my heart or something. Or you this know? little light of mine, like, but like just like an electronic <laughs> type version, like an old school. Mel, but uh, wrapping the Earl <laughs> conversation up, yeah, it was, it's always fun talking to Earl. Earl's a, um, so random. You have Nick just puts a, a basketball have, card in front of I have a Nerlens card on my desk. In front of the screen. No, but uh talking with Earl is always fun and uh appreciate him doing that. I'm yeah, sure we'll was, have him. That was awesome. If you guys have not listened to it, it's worth a listen for sure. And worth yeah. a second listen. You wanna just go ahead and listen to it again? It's worth a second. <laughs> I'm sure we'll have him on later on in the season. But uh find him at games. He's one of the nicest dudes there. Yeah. And uh always always holler at Earl and stuff, but that's tell good. tell them that Locked On Mavs sent you and use the promo code LOMPA. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were really going to go there and I lost it. <laughs> no, no. But we do want to, before we get into anything else, we do want to thank our friends at SeatGeek. Thank you so much for everything you do for the Locked On Podcast Network, both NBA and NFL. And if you guys haven't yet, download the SeatGeek app. It's a great app. I use it a lot. I was using it looking at Rangers tickets this upcoming week. There's a couple I found for 6 bucks. Just go six bucks, you can get you into a Rangers game. It has a deal score, so you go on the website, or you go on the app, either one. The app is much easier. You go on the app, and you see the uh, little dots, little different colored dots all over the stadium in the specific section where you, where you want to sit. And if it's a dark green color, that means it's a really good deal. If it's a red color, that means it's not a good deal. You can wait it out. You can try to figure out where you want to sit, or you can just pick it from the deal. You go there, boom, tap it, and you can get tickets right there on your phone. Just show up to the gate. And they will scan your phone. Super easy. If you guys have not done it, if you're still printing out tickets, what is wrong with you? <laughs> I still print out tickets. Do you really? Not anymore. Oh. Not anymore because SeatGeek is a sponsor. And heck, Rangers tickets better be like $2 now. <laughs> 
<laughs> there's still some guys to go see. Got to go see Beltre. Beltre just hit 3,000 hits. That is the thing. Yeah, besides Beltre, if he sets down, who, who are you going to watch? Is Josh Hamilton? Joey Gallo, he... Joey Gallo just hit five home runs in four games. And eight, oh, okay. eight so home I, runs I in 13 fine. games. That guy is... Is Josh Hamilton still like a ball boy or is he no, something? No, Josh Hamilton was part of the minor league, the, like the Rangers minor league system before the season started and then he just fizzled out and it wasn't. Not going to happen. Uh, not going to happen for Josh, which I have a connection to Josh as well because he played for the Reds and he you know, made his big comeback playing for the Reds and so I saw him a lot. Um, but hmm. I'm making sure my dog is not chewing up all my cables. He's Right now he's, he's chewing on – does your dog chew the door stopper? You have those little like spring door stoppers that you can flick. No. My my dog's in this stage now to where, uh, which you know she's four months old now, so and she's twenty seven pounds, so Dang. she's she's already a giant, and uh, she's in the stage now to where she jumps on the couch and she she likes to dig in the like corners, Ugh. and I'm just like, what the freak are you doing, dog? Like, get off! And so it's like super annoying stage right now. My dog is starting to, to, to uh, dig up the carpet on the corners, and so there's the corner by my door. Part of it's like brick and part of it's carpet, and so there's a the corner where it meets, and I just saw him yesterday just rip up just like a good three inches of the carpet. <laughs> You're like, no. And Avery's like, what if there's something under there? And I was like, yeah, what if it's like a real nice hardwood floor? <laughs> He's like, rip it all up. Just rip it all up. So, all right, well, download Seek. What are we talking about Seek? <laughs> yeah, <we're- laughs> We're talking about SeatGeek, and we're probably going to talk about Brandon Ashley. Download SeatGeek app, use the promo code LONBA, and best of all, our listeners get $20 off their first SeatGeek purchase. Just download the SeatGeek app, enter the promo code LONBA today. Go get your Rangers tickets. Go get They have concert tickets. I was looking. I wanted to go see, see uh, what's-his-face, John Mayer this weekend at American yeah, Airlines. I'm all red. All red. <laughs> <laughs> but that's promo code LONBA, $20 off your first SeatGeek purchase. Sorry, SeatGeek, that was a disjointed ad, but do it, guys. It's worth it. Completely worth it. Concert tickets, Rangers tickets, Cowboys tickets. It's coming. Cowboys season is upon us. They played their first preseason game, and hopefully I will be on 105.3 The Fan to talk more about that. So if you want to hear that, you can do it then if that happens. Still waiting to hear. So, All right. Brandon Ashley was signed by the Dallas Mavericks. It's a real thing. It was. It finally happened. <laughs> Everyone was <laughs> speculating about it, saying that he was a potential signing, and here we are. So now we're at a couple, couple interesting guys. We have, you know, obviously your guy PJ. We have Gian or Gian. Well, P- I will say this: PJ is not official yet, but it's Ooh, been reported. True. It's been reported, and then we have Brandon Ashley. Brandon Ashley was official. That's like that came from the Mavericks PR staff. So, yeah. And Maxi, and Max, but Maxi was a straight up signing, right? Not, not yeah. a training camp guy. So, yeah, don't laugh about Maxi. We're not we're not going there. <laughs> no, this guy tweeted at me. So I did this article a few days ago about uh, proje- uh, predicting the NBA two K eighteen ratings for each player, and this guy tweeted at me, and I I lumped like Maxi and Motley and all of them together in this yeah. like category at the very end, As and just should. said. And just said, like, I give Motley the only chance of this group reaching a rating of, like, 69. And Fair. this guy tweeted at me and was like, uh, you forgot Maxi Kleber. Like, he's like he's a guaranteed contract for next season. I'm like, since that means anything for Dallas, like, Dallas will cut him so fast if he sucks. It doesn't matter if he's guaranteed or not. Yeah. Yep. Anyway. <laughs> my dog is go. now biting my toe. 
Kick it. Its name's Laker, so kick it. <laughs> he probably deserves it. <laughs> so, yeah, I like the signing. It's an interesting guy to throw. There's another guy. You think he makes the roster? No. Me neither. I think that there's there's potential, but because of Maxi, because of, you know, Dwight Powell still hanging around there, because of, you know, Nerland's taking, a, taking up a ton of the center minutes. Dirk taking up center minutes. Dwight taking up center minutes. And Brandon Ashley's best position is five, right? That's where he played summer league and was really good. Yeah, so I, I, I want to ask you this question. So, not to plug two pieces in the five minutes, but Yawn. I did a, I did a, a piece the uh, other day saying this is the most important training camp of Dwight Powell's career. And just because he sucked last year, and now this coming year, they have Motley, they have Brandon Ashley, and now they have Kleber coming in. You know, that's three guys that plays position of Powell, basically. You think they're trying to tell something to Dwight Powell? They're trying <laughs> well, to light a like, fire under the sky bringing in these dudes? Like, we need, we need, I want, and I know you want too, like, we want Powell to come in and just say, okay, here here I am on this level, and, and here are the guys underneath Powell. Like, Powell needs to prove that he is hands and feet over these guys and i'm afraid it's gonna get into camp and you know maybe a Kleber. we don't know much about him how he's gonna look but like motley or you know even like a brandon ashley if he continues playing from summer league if they get in preseason or something they just or training camp and they're just like totally out playing dwight powell there's nothing you can really do about it because powell's still under contract for a while but and he's a guaranteed contract that would be hard to get rid of. And I mean, yeah, yeah. I mean, one, you would dump it. And I, I mean, I think we'd be safe to say that Dallas probably tried to do that over the offseason. And uh, so, but we don't, either we way. We don't know that, though. I think they might yeah, still we don't know hold that. on true. to that. They, we think it would be obvious to try to trade Wes, and apparently they didn't want to trade him at all. Yeah, and but like, you know, with Dallas, there's nothing. They don't care how much money you make. I mean, we saw it last year. So, it doesn't matter if you're making nine million dollars a year; they're going to play who's playing the, you know. Yeah, yeah. If if Maxi and Brandon Ashley, if they start playing in preseason and they're knocking down threes, like what if Maxi comes in and he's like a forty percent three point shooter? I hope he balls out, man. Which, which I mean, you're also talking to me about Dwight Powell, but we're really not. down on Dwight Powell. But it's also a real thing that these guys are coming. Start in this. The, 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 it's a real uh, thing that because because everybody's like, well, you guys are too down on Dwight Powell, but. They're bringing these guys in for a reason, and his spot is in jeopardy, I think. Yeah, because, I mean, I think... Especially in, with Nerlens. In a realistic spot that I think Wing should be our more target right now, and now we have, you know, Ashley and all them. So, like, we're looking at what? We have a couple... I should have wrote this down right now, but it's, we have, what, two, yeah, it's weird two that training? They, they didn't get it. They haven't really gotten a wing-type guy, right? Like PJ's more of a of a guard, You're, right? You know, it's like your boy, Jean, and then... And he's 6'4", he's he, so he's he's, he's yeah. a wing guy, but he's not like a three, you know? I mean, uh, PJ Dozier, he's 6'6", uh, he's six, six, but still, I mean, he's like a... He's got more guard skills, though. Yeah, he's like a Carter Williams. Like, we don't have... There hasn't been a like a Dorian Finney-Smith type. Right, or even know, a Nico of, type. Yeah, so Speaking I would which, assume <laughs> by Nico, I would assume that we have we have what two spots left to hit twenty, yeah. yeah, or one, I two, a couple, yeah. I forgot after Ashley, and I got to look at it, but I know we're they're fighting for that fifteenth roster spot and that last two way spot, but as far as who we got for those last, you know, group of guys, that's uh, that's another thing. But I would assume one 
one of those last spots is going to be a wing, some 6-6 to 6-9 wing type of player, but we'll see, though. Yeah, we have, I think there's two spots left from, from my calculations. Okay. With Noel, with Kleber, with yeah. Ashley, GN, and uh, PJ. Yeah, there's I probably somebody we're obviously forgetting. Motley, like, Motley is a guy nah. that's he's also part of it. So, yeah, somebody's we'll somebody's though. screaming at their their iPhone right now. Just you're forgetting Dirk. Like, no, we're not forgetting Dirk. Yeah, so got a couple spots left. The two way spots still open technically. Yeah, the two way and the fifteenth roster spot. You think Ashley still... would do a two way contract? Um, I don't know. I hope we wouldn't waste it. I mean, well, I shouldn't say waste, but. Um, I would. I just want. I, for me, these two way spots, I would want a guard and a forward. Would Would it make sense to have both your two way spots if this guy plays the same spot? That's true. You could. bring, I mean, I you could bring could. them up. At, you could, you bring them up at different times, but. I know, but like, you have. Let's say Nerlens goes down, and then you want to bring one of them up. Like then you have to like you know you're like choosing you know like I mean I guess it would be okay, but it'd still be I don't know. That's just me being picky, though. Yeah. No, I totally get it. So for the rest of this podcast, we're going to be talking to uh, Josh Bowe from, uh, from Mavs Moneyball about the Nerland situation. Ace is the place with the helpful hardware, folks. It's Ace's biggest LED light bulb sale of the year. Right now, buy one, get one free on our best-selling LED light bulbs. Our four-pack of LED bulbs is $9.99, and our two-pack of LED floodlights is only $12.99. Buy one, get one free. There's no limit on how much you can save, so stock up now. Hurry in. Buy one, get one free on long-lasting 10-year LED bulbs, now through Monday, only at your neighborhood Ace. See participating stores for details. All right, and welcome back. I'm here joined by Josh Bowe of Mavs Moneyball. And the Nerlens Noel situation has been going on for what seems like the entire forever of ever. Ever since he signed, it seemed, ever since he was traded here, it seems like We've been waiting to see if he was going to get re-signed. We knew he was going to be a restricted free agent in the offseason. It is the offseason now. It's been going. And, Josh, some points we just go weeks at a time without hearing anything. <laughs> we just don't hear anything from either side. It just seems to be silent on both ends. What do you think is going on with this whole situation? I'm sure, I guess, to qualify, everything's fine. But, it, like you said, no news just makes me want to pull my hair out. Uh, in the dark. Right, yeah. And the crazy thing is, is you feel like this should be done because as I've last checked, no other team has max cap room to sign up to a max offer sheet. You know, the Mavs did the right thing. They gambled, right? They're like, go get a max offer sheet, come back and we'll match it. If not, you know, we'll negotiate from there. And like they won, like they did it. They don't have to pay Noel the max. I'm sure they were like terrified of having to max, uh, match a max offer sheet with him. Right. And instead they don't. So they've already kind of like, they've got a victory there. So now that you know that you're he's not getting the max, it's obvious. Like, shouldn't the negotiation happen? Like, shouldn't there be some more communication right now, some more dialogue to try to get this done so it's not something that boils into training camp? That's the part I don't get. Like, is he – is Noel just so stubborn that he's only asking for max or nothing right now? And is his agent that silly to think that that's the only option he can get as a max? Or don't like, don't like, pull a Chandler Parsons, please don't. Right, max like, or nothing. <laughs> right, like I don't understand what it's either. Noel is being absurd and thinking he can get a max, or it's nothing, or he'll take the qualifying offer and then 
chest test his like next summer, which would be insane for someone with his knees. Or the Mavs are doing something like, well, we'll pay you like 15, 12 to 15, which, you know, it's fine. But, you know, to if you're Noel, you look at it and like, oh, so you're going to pay me, you know, three less than Wes Matthews is getting per year. And it's clear that Noel is a cornerstone. So you could see how that would rub him the wrong way. And it's just like, there's no more bargaining left to do like everything's been set out you know there's no max offer coming his market value has kind of been set i just don't understand how they haven't gotten the finish line if they're just waiting till training camp maybe that's what they're doing but that just seems insane it seems like the more you wait the more you can just things happen you know like uh when utah didn't give gordon hayward five years they just matched the four-year offer that charlotte gave him that ended up biting him in the ass and it's like utah did everything perfectly except for that one little itsy bitsy thing which you could even say is not really a knock like not a lot of people were saying give gordon hayward five years but every little thing adds up in the future and it just terrifies me because obviously i want noel in dallas you know for the next 10 years the fascinating thing about this deal is that it could either be a deal and it it is a little more either or than a lot of deals it's not as either or as the you know chandler parsons thing where either this looks like a great deal or this could be what the chandler parsons deal actually is and it's you know a player that's a shell of himself because of injuries you know held out forever but noel does like you said have in, have knee issues and yeah. you know this the de- a max deal if he was given one which he doesn't look like he is what could look terrible for the Mavericks. And so maybe they're doing right. a little bit of an insurance policy on, on their own to say, well, if we're going to be you know stuck with this guy potentially, then maybe we don't want to want to pay you know want to pay him as much. And so so you look at that. But then yesterday on our podcast, uh, Earl Case Needs said that that Noel didn't even like sign any other offer sheets. And we're Isaac and I were reading into it a little bit. We were thinking that, well, he didn't go out and sign because he wanted to come back to Dallas, which is what Earl said. And then, but to me, that says that he didn't get that he got offered other other you know he got offered other offer sheets somewhere else, and he didn't he decided not to sign them because he wanted to come back to Dallas. So if he's doing all that, then like you said, what we're, we're, what are we waiting for? Right. Yeah. You know, if there's there's some there's a. I can't imagine that they're just like, hey, you know, let's talk in September. You know, like, why? Like, why wouldn't you want to get this done? Why wouldn't you want to get this out there, put out a press release? I mean, is the difference – are the Mavs really so against getting Noel in the fold right now? Like, do they really think if they wait till the end of September, they're going to get him for that 12 to 15, maybe that figure that they're comfortable with? You know, does Noel think something's going to change? Like, that's the part that's weird. With their, and the Mavs are so good about not leaking anything and not saying anything. Like, we have no idea. You know, there's no wash bombs. Uh, Tim McMahon's not saying anything about him. He's usually been great about uh, great about that. You know, t- uh, our former uh, boss, Tim Cato, just kind of had, had the glancing report in Summer League. So there's nothing out there. So like I said, it's probably me just driving myself crazy because there's no <laughs> news. But, like, I just feel like the Mavs have already gotten lucky in that they i'm pretty sure they were sweating that they're gonna have to match a max offer sheet like they already won like how much uh, now it just kind of looks like from the outside looking in it just looks like greedy and you can't use the injury thing because they traded for him and the mavs are so good like they don't touch anyone if the medicals don't clear out you know like why would you trade for him in the first place like that's where that that kind of breaks down for me right and a lot of people and we've even said this that you know the Mavericks won because nobody else has cap space available to make a max offer. Nobody did make a max offer, but 
I think they might they may have won before that because yeah. if he wanted to stay in Dallas, if he was convinced that he should stay in Dallas and didn't go out and try to find another max offer like Gordon Hayward did, and the Mavericks didn't say, well, the Mavericks didn't do the Gordon Hayward thing like you said where, you know, the Jazz actually said to Gordon Hayward, go out and find a max offer sheet and then we'll sign it to you. You know, like it, it wasn't yeah. I don't think it was to that extreme. It was just like, well, we'll, you know, we'll pay you what your, you know, what the market says you're worth. But, you know, they didn't specifically, like, mandate him to go out and <laughs> find his own worth necessarily. Right. So, I don't know. It, it, you're freaking out just like a bunch of other, like like most right. of the Mavs fans. And I see and a I, lot of re-signed Noel, you know, hashtags out there. And, yeah. Uh, I'm, just, I'm just lost at this point. Yeah, and I wouldn't freak out as much if it weren't for the fact that they didn't, they literally did nothing else this summer. And every whisper that we hear, whether it's on the radio or just talking to people, you know, just every whisper we hear is that they want cap space for next year. I mean, freaking Harrison Barnes, te- what did Zach Lewis say on his podcast? Barnes texted him, why aren't we a winner in your offseason column? Because we're going to have so much <laughs> cap for 2018. Right. Like, what are they, you know, they're saving it for something. So are they saving it for Seth? Are they saving it for DeMarcus Cousins? And DeMarcus Cousins and Noel, that's kind of a redundancy. So now it's like, are they lowballing Noel because they think next year they're going to sign DeMarcus Cousins? And that's where my head falls off. So I'm like, what are you doing? <laughs> like, this never works. You've got Noel. He's a perfect small ball five. He's a perfect five, period, for the way the NBA is being played. You know, and then you know everyone tweets at me and is like, well, he didn't even average ten points a game. It's like that doesn't matter. Like <laughs> the way he yeah. plays defense and the way he switches and the way he has an impact on the on offense by just rolling down the lane. Like, did you not watch Tyson Chandler? Like, did you not watch Brandon Wright? You know, these guys have huge amounts of value in a Rick Carlisle offense. Uh, even if Dirk's not on the floor, you know, Noel and Barnes, those lineups where Barnes was at the four, Noel was the five, they did really well uh, toward the end of the year. So. Like he's worth, he's valuable, and there's just a lot of like noise when it's we're waiting for next summer for Demarcus, like that kind of craziness that could be looming over it. And then there's the fan, Matt, you know, Mavs fans tweeting at me saying, "Oh, well, if he thinks he's worth, you know, more than 15 million, then you know, I don't care. Just sign him with the qualifying and let him go. He's not worth it." And that drives me crazy because he <laughs> he's really good. So I think that's where you know I'm losing my sanity about all of this. You think that Demarcus Cousins and Nerlens Noel are redundant? Well, I mean, they're bo- I think they're both optimal at the five, right? I mean, I think you could play them together, you know, DeMar- since DeMarcus can shoot a little bit now. But I don't know if that's enough. I don't know. I feel like that's not enough foot speed. I, I just don't like DeMarcus playing with another big, even one as nimble as Noel. Yeah, I, I think they'd be. Per- I think that's a perfect matchup together, especially oh. you put DeMarcus at four. And you forget, Josh, did you not see him in the NBA Africa game? We got yeah. slim, we got slim boogie now. He is he's yeah, that's true. trimmed down to a slight two sixty nine. Right <laughs> when he was I up mean, to about you know three hundred something, almost three ten. Right, and you know, hey, I'm not complaining. You know, if they got him and they're yeah, like, right. hey, we're, if, if they're like, hey, we're gonna make Noel and Cousins work, I'm gonna be like, all right, f me, I'll, let's let's do it. Like, <laughs> I'm not gonna turn that, you know, scoff at that. It's just the Mavs free agent history. What leads you to believe that any of that is gonna work out? <laughs> yeah, no, uh, it worked out for Harrison Barnes, and it, it did. has not yet worked out for Nerlens Noel. <laughs> right, we'll see. And if Barnes it does. was more of a because Barnes wasn't like a. Saw, you know he wasn't he wasn't a take like they had to take a meeting with him guy he was kind of like 
they went after him. He wanted their like they kind of got done. He was that kind of tier below. You know, I'm talking about like the DeAndre Jordan stuff, the Darren Williams stuff, the Dwight Howard stuff, oh. the Mike Conley stuff, the San Juan. Anytime they have to take a meeting with a star, it just never works out. And Cousins is obviously going to be a guy where he's going to have meetings and it's going to be drawn out and he's going to tweet a player tribune column on the 4th of July while we're all at the lake or something. And we're <laughs> all pissed off like that. Just, I'm just tired of that. Like, I love the little core that they have. Like, I like Barnes. I like Noel. I like Smith. Uh, you know, Dirk, you know, when Dirk and Wes eventually move on from the next contracts, you know, I hope they'll fill those gaps with some B or C tier free agents or, you know, some first, you know, the first round draft picks that they're going to get in the next couple of years. You know, I like where they're going now. I just, I feel like there's just a small, until Noel is, you know, pen to paper, there's a small chance that that goes away. And that's what drives me nuts. The idea of the qualifying offer. So for everybody that hasn't been following this story, Nerlens Noel, he is a restricted free agent, meaning that he can go out and if another team, like say it was Atlanta or Phoenix that we were concerned about or Brooklyn, signs him to right. a qualifying offer, they go out and uh, he can sign basically to a, a fake deal almost <laughs> that, that could become yeah. real. You know, it's like a deal that they sign him to. The Brooklyn Nets did this with Alan Crabb. Um, the Portland Trailblazers did this to the, the Thunder with Ennis Cantor, and that's why those guys make so much money, is they signed him to this huge, massive deal, and then it sticks it to the, the original team. So it stuck it to the Thunder, it stuck it to the Blazers to try to you know match that deal. And if they match that, then they keep that player, and that player has no choice. <laughs> the player has to, right. has to go back. So that is restricted free agency. And so Noel is restricted, and so that's why none of us were really concerned whether he was going to come back or not. We just we know that the Mavs can match anything that is out there. Now, the qualifying offer is if Noel decides that he doesn't want, you know, to take whatever deal is offered to him, whether a qualifying offer or, you know, a deal that the Mavs offer him, which so far has been the case, then he could take the qualifying offer that was that was uh extended to him, which I think is 5 or 6 million dollars. Yeah, I think it's about 6 million. And he could take that for one year and then become an unrestricted free agent next year. Josh, why is that ridiculous? <laughs> because he's torn his ACL. He's how many games has he missed? He's never played 30 minutes per game in a season. He's like, he's got bad injury history. I just, that's why it seems insane that he would bet on himself to make it. You know, what if something happens? This is his first chance at a really big contract. I mean, this almost never happens. Guys coming off their rookie contract take the qualifying offer. That's extremely rare uh, because, you know, guys want to make that first big payday. Uh, I just can't imagine he does that. Like, I guess my craziness is I'm not concerned about Noel being in Dallas. Like, he's going to be in Dallas next year, you know, no matter what. It's just I hope he's here in 2019 and 2020 and things like that. So, we'll yeah, we'll see. I, I can't imagine he takes the qualifying offer – I feel like that's a 0.0001% chance, but you know, nothing surprises me anymore. But doesn't it seem like the longer we wait, the more likely it sort of becomes? It is Maybe it is right. a 1% chance, but maybe it has grown to like a 1.1 now. <laughs> right, because there's nothing – like what else is there to talk There's We don't know anything else. We're just kind of biding time. You know, one of the sides is haggling over something, and we don't know which side it is. We don't know if it's Noel being ridiculous and thinking – give me a max or I'm taking the qualifying offer. We don't know if it's the Mavs for refusing to budge from whatever number they're at to whatever number Noel will accept below the max. Cause it's obvious if it's, you know, it's obviously he's not getting the max from another team. So one side is, is playing hardball. And I just, with the Mavs history of the last five years, I just, 
playing hardball with a player with so much talent as Noel, it just doesn't sit well with me. Even if it all works out in the end, you know, it just right now it's just driving me nuts. What's your ideal number on a on a money like a dollars per year basis for Noel? I get if he if he's paid what he's worth, you know, I think fifteen is like fair. If 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 we're talking about basketball being played in a vacuum in a universe where there's no outside factors and <laughs> players are just paid what they're worth, that would be such but, a boring journalistic world. <laughs> oh, I know exactly. But it's the NBA. No one's paid what they're worth. Either guys are paid too low because the market squeezes them out, or they're paid too much because teams want to fill up cap space. Or those you know? restricted free agent guys we just talked right. about. Yeah, teams want to screw with their teams. You know, to keep young guys, you got to pay more. You know, otherwise they'll go elsewhere. So, you know, you know, in the market right now, if if Noel said I'll take eighteen per, I would sign it. And I maybe I'm a terrible negotiator, but I feel like that over four years, that deal, if Noel progresses as you think he is, and you obviously think he is, because why would you trade for him to get the negotiating rights beforehand? You know, you you gave up assets for him when you could have just negotiated with him over the summer. So you obviously see that value. You know, if you that value over the next four years, I feel like that contract is just going to look better and better and better because he's going to be, you know, what, 26, 27 by the end of it. He's still be going to be in his prime. The assets that the Mavericks gave up for Noel, though, we look back yeah, and I, I don't know. I, I just think that other teams would be able to beat that you know, if they actually yeah. wanted to go after that. Maybe they were just scared away by their free agency situation. But I don't know. Do we overvalue what Justin Anderson means and – you know, as an asset, sending him to Philadelphia. Like, I know, yes, the Mavericks did give up assets, but to take a flyer on a guy that has this kind of potential and to only have to give up Justin Anderson and, you know, essentially two second-round picks, I, I'm just not sure if that, to me, is is enough to say, well, they gave up assets for him, and so they, you know, they have to keep him. You know, I just right. don't know if that's – I think the taking the chance on him, I think, is is good enough for me. That's true, and that's that's got to be exactly what Noel's agent is – probably saying or so you know that's the or wherever that's the counter <laughs> or you know. screaming internally <laughs> right uh you know anderson man he he has potential he just did he just didn't look good last year and i have no idea where he's gonna end up i feel like his is all just kind of between the ears you know if he could just kind of figure out how to stay on the court and and stick to game plans but you know, you look at the Mavs roster. You know, he would still, even with his disappointment last year, he would still be pretty valuable to this team just going forward, just from the fact that Mavs don't have a lot of wings. You know, it's pretty much Barnes, and he'll play a lot at the four. And you know, Wes is overmatched when he plays at three. You know, it's just tough for him. And you got Dorian Finney-Smith, who you know we liked him as a rookie, but you kind of go back and look at the numbers, and you're like, oh, you know, that wasn't. I feel like watch he looked a lot better watching him, and then you kind of look at his box score and be like, oh man. Uh, so you know the team's kind of they're yeah. they're thin at the wing. So and Anderson, you know, as inconsistent as he was, he showed he had some skills uh, that could maybe break through a little bit. So you know it hurts a little bit. And second round picks, apparently, you know the way teams are drafting nowadays, I don't I don't think second rounders can be considered necessarily throwaways anymore. Uh, Especially just, if you're going to pay three and a half million dollars for one. Right. Yeah. Exactly. I mean, yeah, you can get some players now in the, in the second round. You can definitely get players now. I don't think one of them was AJ Hammonds. No, no, <laughs> it was worth a shot. Like it, it, it's a dart toss, but it did seem weird that they draft with the Mavs. They drafted the guy, and it was like 
on the weakness thing when the ESPN, you know, puts up his graphic, it was pretty much just like attitude and like effort. And it's like, <laughs> it's, you knew that like immediately, like, okay, Rick's not going to play. Like that just seemed kind of self-defeating to take a guy who's not like his one big knock was that. But that, that being said, that was the big knock on our guy. Hashtag slang gang. Hashtag Dennis Smith yeah. forever. Right. Yeah, and I guess the Mavs, the difference, I guess, was the Mavs felt like that was a unnecessary knock, I suppose. But Which uh, they seem to be right so far. Yeah, it seems like it. Uh, man, everything you see from that guy, it just seems like, where did this come from? I don't even <laughs> understand. Yeah, the between the ears is definitely, it's been calibrated, and, and he's doing all right in that capacity. Yeah, for sure. So, all right. Well, you can follow Josh at Bowman55 on Twitter. Uh, and he will have more rants about, about Nerlens Noel and where this is going. And uh, you can follow him more at, at MavsMoneyBall.com. Oh, I feel so much better. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you for being my therapy oh, session. All right. Well, thanks, thanks so much to Josh for joining us. And uh, thanks so much for joining us on Locked on Mavs. You can subscribe on iTunes. Please rate and review. We need one more. We need one more review, a five-star review on iTunes that says we want more Dirk for a more Dirk podcast. So give that to us. And uh, Josh and I and, and Isaac as well will be waiting, and maybe not with anticipation, but just waiting for this Nerlens Noel thing to be over. <laughs> yeah, just give us something else to talk about. All right, see you, Josh. place with the helpful hardware folks it's ace's biggest led light bulb sale of the year right now buy one get one free on our best-selling led light bulbs our four pack of led bulbs is 9.99 and our two pack of led floodlights is only 12.99 buy one get one free there's no limit on how much you can save so stock up now hurry in buy one get one free on long-lasting 10-year led bulbs now through monday only at your neighborhood ace see participating stores for details